lift your right hands to heaven. Father, we rejoice that we have this opportunity to come before your precious, holy, written world. Thank you, Lord, that this morning as we fellowship in the light, there is no occasion of stumbling. We are in an environment where there is no tolerance for error. Thank you for accuracy. Thank you for precision. And thank you for revelation knowledge. We grow in grace. We grow in knowledge. Thank you that your word comes with clarity this morning. Your people are built up, equipped, edified, and Jesus is glorified. Thank you, Father, for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name, and every believer says a powerful amen. amen. Lift those hands. Let's release our faith together. As you say these words, I am born of God. I am born of the world. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the world. I do the world naturally. Therefore, today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never, ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, and every believer says a powerful amen. We want to welcome everybody this morning to this great service today. Listening and watching by way of kingdom. Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. We're so glad to welcome all of you, social media community. What a joy to have all of you in the service this morning. We also want to welcome the Aquaibom State community connected to the service by way of Comfort FM, XL FM, Radio Aquaibom. Those of you connected by way of Passion FM, Inspiration FM, and Heritage FM. We're so glad to welcome all of you to the service, guys. Do me a favor this morning. You don't want to leave your loved ones out of this great service. Call a friend, a family member ask them to tune to this radio station right now life is flowing through the airwaves our social media community all over 2.5 billion people are waiting on facebook alone to be flooded with the glorious light of the gospel it's just you punching that that just punching that button on your phone or on your device that's all just punch it get the video on your page put them on monogram telegram whatsapp groups you know join as many groups as possible let's flood the entire blue marble planet with the fragrance of jesus's grace all our campuses around the world we're so glad to welcome all of you brothers and sisters to the service guys it's going to be an exciting service this morning are we excited to be in the house this morning can we celebrate the word of god with a shout is that a shout or a wail? Glory! Amen. Grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible. You can be seated with your sweet, smart self this morning. Let's get into the word of his grace this morning. Last Sunday, we began to examine the basics of direction. The basics of direction. So this morning, we're going to be examining leading and perception. Leading and perception most times when we teach people how to be guided by god we focus on the guidance itself and we end up not teaching people how to receive it and also what to do when guidance comes we are looking at leadings and perceptions perception is how you know leadings i'd like you to get that perception is how you know leadings how you know leadings. In Ephesians chapter 1, Brother Paul begins to talk, you know, about, uh, you know, um, a revelation knowledge. Listen carefully. When God talks to man, the medium, man receives God's voice, or how man receives God's voice is revelation. 
how man receives God's voice is revelation. Revelation is the way you receive God's voice or the way you receive God's instruction or the way you receive God's wisdom. Revelation is the way you receive God's voice, God's instruction or God's wisdom. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 16, brother Paul prays like this, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 16. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Next verse. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. When he says the spirit of wisdom and revelation, he's not talking about two things. The spirit of wisdom is revelation in the knowledge of him. The spirit of wisdom is revelation in the knowledge of him. Because that means there's a disclosure. There's a disclosure. The word revelation means a disclosure. And the opposite of the word revelation is the word mystery. Mystery. Mystery is the opposite of revelation or revelation is the opposite of mystery. If you have looked at the plan of redemption, you will discover that in the plan of redemption, everything was done in a mystery. Everything in the plan of God's redemption. The Bible says everything was hidden from the foundation of the world. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse number 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse number 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Next verse. Which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So you see, it's that word mystery, or the Greek word mysterion, where something was done like a secret. Not that it doesn't exist. It's not mysterious. Or not that we don't know whether it's there or not. It's a mystery or a secret. Jesus also said in Mark chapter 4 verse 11. Mark chapter 4 verse number 11. And he said unto them, unto you it's given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. So it's given to know the mystery. So the mystery can be known. It's not mysterious. Is given to know the mystery. So the mystery can be known. Meaning it's not mysterious. The book of Luke chapter 10 verse 22. Luke chapter 10 verse number 22. All things are delivered to me of my father. And no man knoweth who the son is but the father. And who the father is but the son. And he to whom the son will reveal him. Next verse. And he turned, he turned, and he turned him unto his disciples and said privately, "Blessed are the eyes which see these things that you see." Next verse. <clears throat> For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which you see, 
and have not seen them and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. <clears throat> so Jesus speaks about mysteries and says that it means something was hidden. That is, it was taken away from the eyes of the human mind. It was kept away from the eyes of the human mind. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 gives us further expression by brother Paul. 1 Corinthians 2 9. But as it is written, I had not seen nor ear heard. Neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. So the word mystery just means it has not been disclosed. And Paul is saying here that the spirit of wisdom is revelation in the knowledge of Christ. Revelation in the knowledge of Christ. That, that is things are now disclosed unto you. Revelation. Apocalypsis. Disclosure. Things are disclosed. So that disclosure is revelation. Apocalypto. Revelation. The unveiling or the disclosure and what exactly is that revelation ephesians chapter 1 verse 18 what exactly is that revelation the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints that you may know that's a place to underline that you may know. Notice the most important events in human history are beyond human eyes. The most important events in human history are beyond human eyes. The death of Jesus, which is spiritual, even though we see him die naturally, but it is spiritual. Because in Matthew 27, 46, he said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Quoted from Psalm 22, verse 1. That which is a scripture about the spiritual death of Jesus. Jesus died spiritually. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Spiritual death is separation. Alright, so Jesus died spiritually. And then he became sin for us. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. God made him sin for us who knew no sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Then the Bible says he died together with us. He died together with us. We were raised together with Jesus. In the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4, 5 and 6. Even when we were dead in sins had quickened us together. Quickened us together. Because we died together. So he quickened us together. And raised us up together. And made us sit together. Alright. So he died our death. We were quickened with Jesus. And if we were quickened with Jesus, it means Jesus died. Because only someone who dies can be quickened. Alright, so Jesus was quickened spiritually. That means Jesus too partook of spiritual death. 
Jesus partook of spiritual death. Most important things were hidden. Satan wasn't there. Satan doesn't even know about it. <laughs> they were hidden from him. Had the princes of this world known, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. You see that? If they had known, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. Why? Because it was hidden from them. Alright? It, it was a mystery to them. Glory to God. It was a mystery. What happened on the cross? What happened three days and three nights in hell? What happened when Jesus rose from the dead? All are mystery to the natural eye. The natural eye can't see, can't decode, can't explain what actually took place. It took the Holy Spirit to reveal to a man called Brother Paul to understand exactly what happened to Jesus. It took the Holy Spirit. So that shows you that the word revelation deals with something the eyes cannot capture. Something the human eyes cannot capture. If the eyes cannot capture it, then the mind cannot capture it. If the eyes cannot capture it, then the mind cannot capture it. So he says that the eyes of your understanding are now enlightened. How are the eyes of your understanding enlightened? By revelation. By revelation. So revelation is a communication of an information from the spirit to the mind. Revelation is the communication of an information from the spirit to the mind. That's what revelation is. The communication of an information from the spirit to the mind. When an information comes from the spirit to the mind, is called revelation. From the spirit to the mind. When it comes from outside to the mind, it's called education. When it comes from outside to the mind, it's called education. When it comes from the spirit to the mind, it's called revelation. Education is what comes through the five physical senses. Where you receive sense knowledge, sense knowledge into the mind. Five physical senses where you receive sense knowledge into the mind. Education is good. Education is why I can communicate in English to you. If I didn't go to school, I wouldn't have the qualification to stand before you right now. No matter how deep I am in the word of God, I won't have the vehicle of transferring what I know. So it's good my father sent me to school. And it's good I paid attention in school. And it's good you pay attention in school too if you're in school. Don't play with your school. Don't say it's just carnal knowledge. <laughs> you need carnal knowledge to communicate with carnal men. And the gospel is supposed to be preached to carnal men. Am I teaching here? Am I teaching here? It's very important. <clears throat> now, the information that will cause you to grow spiritually is not information you get from outside. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Because all that happened from the cross to the throne cannot be seen from outside. So it's not going to make no information from outside will make you grow spiritually. Which means education cannot produce spiritual growth. Education cannot produce spiritual growth. It's revelation knowledge that produces spiritual growth. Mm -mm. 
The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 16, put it up for me. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse number 16. Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. So we don't know things after the flesh. We know things from the spirit. So revelation is from the spirit to the mind. In John chapter 16 verse 12, it shows you the importance of revelation. John chapter 16 verse 12, Jesus speaking to the disciples and he said, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. You cannot bear them now. He says you cannot receive them now. Verse 13. John 16, 13. How be it when he the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all the truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. So the Holy Spirit was to communicate those things to them. They were to be communicated by the Holy Spirit. So the issue now is capacity. The capacity to receive the information that is God has things to say. God has something to say. <laughs> you know that's all? Listen, listen. Pay good attention for God has something to say. You know this one. But you don't know you will be sorry. You worry at all. <laughs> Glory to God. God has things to say. But it will take the Holy Spirit to give that information to you. To you in your mind. Now, and that information comes to your mind as revelation. That is, something is disclosed to your mind. Something that was hidden from your mind is disclosed to your mind by the Spirit. So, revelation is the communication of the Spirit to the mind. The communication of the Spirit to the mind. He says, you cannot bear them now. <clears throat> now. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9, Brother Paul makes two distinctions. Pay attention. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. But as it is written, I had not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. I love the word prepared. The word prepared means there's a plan, there's a purpose, and there's a vision. There's a plan, there's a purpose, and there's a vision. But eyes have not seen the plan. Eyes have not seen the purpose. Eyes have not seen the vision. The mind cannot conceive them. Because the eyes have not seen them. Your mind can only conceive what your eyes can see, what your ears can hear. And I'm talking about the five senses. Because the mind feeds from the five senses naturally. But revelation is when the spirit bypasses the senses and discloses something to your understanding. That the senses couldn't fathom. That's what we call revelation. Are we teaching here? Am I teaching good this morning? Alright, so now, 
the mind de de depends on the senses. Eyes, ears, feel, touch, taste. There are four ways man gets information. What he sees, what he imagines, what he hears, what he feels. What he sees, what he imagines, what he hears, and what he feels. And he says that these informations are not gotten through those channels that are common to man. Then in chapter 2, Paul puts it like this. Chapter 2 of verse 10. I mean verse 10 of chapter 2 of 1 Corinthians. Put it up for me. But God, verse 10. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. God hath revealed them by his spirit. So eyes couldn't see them, ears couldn't hear them, and the mind couldn't conceive, but God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. That is, the spirit now communicates them to the eyes and to the mind and to the ears. The spirit now communicates those things to the mind, to the eyes, and to the ears. And that communication from the spirit to the mind and to the senses is called revelation. Actually, it is superior knowledge. It is superior knowledge. Or higher knowledge. Superior knowledge or higher knowledge. Not subjective not subjective, but superior. Now, God had revealed them to us by the Spirit. The deep things of God. Observe things, plural, not singular. The deep things of God. Now look at verse 11 of Second Corinthians, I mean First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. So the Spirit is given for us to know. The word know. The word know there is a word oida. It means to be aware. So it's not God doing something new. It is what God has done comes to you anew. It is not God doing something new. It is what God has already done that comes to you anew. There's nothing God is doing anymore. He's already done. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So that we might know the things given to us of God. Look at verse 12, 13 of that same First Corinthians 2. Now we have received received not the spirit of the world but the spirit which is of god why that we might know that's why we receive the spirit of god that we might know the things that are freely given to us of god i have many things to say to you but you cannot bear them now how be it when he the spirit of truth is come he will guide you into all the truth now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit of god why that we might know 
That we might know. Put that scripture up for me again. That we might know, verse, verse 12, the things that are freely given to us of God. Things are freely given to us of God. Things in plural. So it's not one thing. It's things. Everything you see the word things, or every time you see the word things, used in the New Testament, it has to do with activities, words, and information. Activities, words, and information. Stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. Mm -mm. Look at verse 13 of the same chapter where we're reading, verse 13. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. The word comparing is the word interpreting. Interpreting spiritual things with spiritual. Comparing there is better translated to interpret. That is interpreting spiritual things to the spiritual. Because he's talking about capacity to receive information there. So spiritual things with spiritual. That is spiritual information with spiritual persons. Did you get that? Spiritual information with spiritual persons. Spiritual information is given to a spiritual person. You don't give spiritual information to a natural person. Except you want to render him a barbarian. Which he already is. The one who has the Holy Spirit, spiritual person. Verse 14 now. <clears throat> Verse 14 of the same chapter. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. The natural man is the man that is not born again. So the problem with natural man is the modus operandi of the information. The man that is not born again cannot. He lacks the capacity or the medium to receive. He cannot see. He cannot hear. He cannot perceive spiritual things because so because he can't perceive it, he can't see it, he can't conceive it, it becomes foolishness. It becomes foolishness. <laughs> you understand? It becomes foolishness. It is not foolishness. It is only foolishness because he lacks the capacity to receive them. And so since he can't receive them, he can't know them, so they look foolish to him. But in the real sense, he's a foolish one. Yeah, he's a foolish man. Oh fools. Oh foolish Galatians. Are you so foolish? <laughs> Why are you calling people foolish? It's in the Bible. It is written. Now, so, the born again man has a Holy Spirit. That is how he receives the things of God. He has the Holy Spirit. That is how he receives the things of God. Now, verse 15 of that same chapter. I love that chapter, verse 15. <clears throat> but he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Yea, he himself is judge of no man. The word judge means to examine. He examines or to know. Verse 16. 
Oh, glory to God. Verse 16. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have, so Paul establishes something that we have capacity because of the spirit to know or to be aware, the word oida, aware where you have intuition, intuition or what we call untaught knowledge, untaught knowledge, intuition, knowledge that is not taught, you just know intuition okay untaught knowledge that is an intuition or something you are aware of look at second corinthians chapter 3 verse number one brother paul speaking to the church at corinth do we begin again to commend ourselves or need we as some others epistles of commendation to you or letters of commendation from you did i say no that's i said first corinthians chapter three if i said second corinthians i'm sorry first corinthians chapter three verse one and i brethren could not speak unto you as unto spiritual please pay attention if you miss here you shouldn't have been in church this morning and i brethren could not speak unto you as unto spiritual but as unto canal, even as unto babes in Christ. As unto babes in Christ. In chapter 2, brother Paul has done a distinction between the man that is born again and the natural man or the man that is not born again. He says, the man who is not born again is a natural man and cannot discern the things of the spirit of God because that man lives in the senses. He lives in what I feel, what I smell, what I taste, and what happens around. And he is ruled by these elements. He is ruled by his feelings. He is ruled by circumstances. He is controlled by situations. He is controlled by the mundane. I feel God is good. I don't feel God is not good. I feel I am sick. Okay, I don't feel again, I am healed. He's controlled by the senses, the natural man. He is living the mundane. He is living below the elements. So elements control him. Circumstances control him. He doesn't know what he wants to do until the circumstances tells him what to do. That man is a natural man. He is living below the senses, controlled by the senses. Am I communicating at all? He's living the lower, not just the lower life. He's living the bottom life. That's the natural man. That's the best that the natural man has. Wow, brother Paul. Then he says that the man that is born again lives in the spirit. And knows the things that are given to us of God. He lives in the superior realm. Superior to feelings. Superior to circumstances, superior to situations. So things don't move him, circumstances don't move him, situations don't move him. He has knowledge that is superior to all of them. Rather, from up there, he controls feelings, he controls circumstances and situations. He is living the superior life, or what we call the higher life. Teaching good this morning. Now, stay with me. 
He says we know. That is, he gives us a collective word there. Look at that first Corinthians chapter 3 again, verse 1. Brother Paul. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Whoa. So he now comes to practice. His audience are born again folks. Did you observe? And I, brethren, I, brethren, these are believers, born again people. <laughs> now, what is spiritual from the context of our reading? Information and persons. Information and persons. You know, comparing spiritual with spiritual. Information to spiritual people. Spiritual information. Okay, now. So, you have the spiritual capacity. He says, I cannot speak to you as unto spiritual. That is, you have the Holy Ghost, you have capacity, but I couldn't get the message to you somehow. <laughs> Do you understand? You have the spirit, you have capacity, you are born of God, but somehow I couldn't get the information, spiritual information to the spiritual person. I couldn't speak unto you as unto spiritual. The man born again is spiritual because he has the Holy Spirit. He is spiritual. But Paul says, I couldn't get it to you. And you know the word canal, when he says, I couldn't speak unto you as well, but as unto canal, the word canal actually means natural man. Natural man. The unregenerate man. The man that is not born again. Man that is not born of God. <clears throat> Are you still here? So, canal there is similar to the natural man. He now says, I'm talking to people who have the Holy Spirit. I'm talking to people who are born again. I'm talking to people who are regenerated. I'm talking to people who possess the higher life. I'm talking to people that have the Holy Spirit. But I'm talking to them as though they have not the Holy Spirit. He says, even as unto babes in Christ, that's the dilemma there. The word babes is where you have the word nepios. Nepios in the Greek, nepios. Nepios means somebody has not been developed. That is, he has not been developed in the things of God, so he is a nepios, even as unto babes in Christ. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are you able. When you have the word milk often in scriptural application. <laughs> you know the law of Moses was referred to as milk. And the parables of Jesus were referred to as milk. It refers to a mode of communication. It's a mode of communication. Where you use the natural to explain the spiritual. Alright, milk. Using the natural to explain the spiritual. It's not the word of God that is milk. Uh -uh. It's not the word that is milk. It is the communication that is the milk. 
the mode of communication. So I have fed you with milk. So which refers to a mode of communication in that context. With milk, not with meat. So Paul's mode of communication, milk, is similar to what Jesus said. I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. <laughs> you cannot bear them now. I'm teaching good this morning. Yeah, you cannot bear them now. He said, neither are ye able. The difference there is, in John 16, Jesus was speaking to people that have not received the Holy Spirit yet. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul is talking to people that have received the Spirit. Because in this context, the Holy Ghost is in these folks in the church at Corinth. Because in 1 Corinthians 3, 16, he says what? Know ye not that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? So these guys are the Holy Spirit. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19, he talks about collectively and individually that they are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So they have received the Holy Spirit, but still they are not yet capable of receiving spiritual stuff. It's almost as though they function like the disciples of Jesus in the four Gospels. Why? He, why? he gives us a reason. For for look at that first Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2. Now, uh, I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you are not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. Verse 3 for that's the reason for you are yet carnal, that's the reason for you are yet carnal. That's a word like you are still in the flesh. Because a believer cannot be carnal. If you are carnal, you are not a believer. It's like saying, a living man, you look at him and say, you are dead. A man that is moving can be dead. If he's dead, he can be moving. So, now brother Paul, I love brother Paul. You love brother Paul? Okay, I love brother Paul. I love the way he uses words. Okay, now, so, he says you are carnal. Because the word carnal means you are natural. Look at Romans chapter 8 verse 8. Please pay attention. Romans chapter 8 verse number 8. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. That is those that are natural in the flesh. Now, in order for you to understand the context of all of this discourse, Romans chapter 8 verse 1. There is therefore now, put it up for me, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death, verse 3. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, next verse, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. He makes it clear here. Now look at the next verse. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Next verse. Next verse. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Next verse. Because... 
the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Next verse. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Next verse. But you are not in the flesh. You are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Yeah. So that word carnally minded. The believer cannot be in the flesh. So Paul now calling them carnal is using a figure of speech. Oxymoron. It's an oxymoron. It's a figure of speech. An oxymoron is to use an animal, object, or a person to explain an action or a present state. That's an oxymoron. Okay, in case you want to make the notes, you miss them in school. I can give it back to you now. An oxymoron is to use an animal, object, a person to explain an action or a present state. English literature, right? Free lecture. You pay your school fees after. An oxymoron is to use an animal, an object, a person to explain an action or a present state. For example, if I say, why are you behaving like a dog? Now, all you had is he called me a dog. <laughs> but I didn't call you a dog. It shows your IQ is very low. If your IQ were to be high and I said, why are you behaving like a dog? You will not hear dog. You will check what you did that resembles the action of a dog. I'm not insulting you. I'm waking up your intelligence. I'm, I'm knocking at your intelligence box. You are better than this. That's what I'm actually saying. But there's a word I want to use. <laughs> I want to say morons will not get it. They will get angry. You call me a dog. You call me a dog. How can a man of God call me a dog? No, 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 no. I didn't call you a dog. I said you're better than your behavior because your behavior is behavior that dogs carry out. And you're not a dog. What I'm doing is I'm telling you you're better than this. Do you understand what I'm talking about? It's a figure of speech, not an insult. It's an oxymoron, but morons cannot understand oxymorons. Am I communicating at all? Oxymoron means to use a figure of speech to explain an action. But now, you use opposites. Yeah, you use opposites. Where you now say something like, someone beats his wife, not in this church, not in this church. Nobody in this church beats his wife. True or false? For those of you that are new, in case you don't understand what I said, see Dr. Gabriel them after the service. They will explain to you what I just said. Nobody in this church beats his wife. Wife beaters don't come to this kind of church. They cannot. Because there's nothing in this church that looks like wife beating. From the head to the tail. Let me stay there a little more. <laughs> Did you understand what I said? 
Wife beaters don't come to this kind of company. This is a company of non-wife beaters. <laughs> brothers, am I talking to somebody? Can the brothers say, hey, we don't have wife beaters here. Wife beaters are far. Wife beaters are without. <laughs> without are wife beaters. Within are non-wife beaters. <laughs> Moronology. <laughs> Moronologic. <laughs> now, <clears throat> now, so when, when that man without beats his wife, we say he is animalistic. You are animalistic. Why are you beating your wife? That's an oxymoron. We didn't say you are an animal. It shows he is not an animal in the real sense of it. But there's something he has done that is animalistic. So we can call him an animal. That man is an animal. We're not saying he is doing meh. No, that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is that there is a behavior that only animals exhibit that somehow found its way through him. You're not hearing me at all. <laughs> we're doing, we're doing, uh, we're doing, uh, we're doing uh, operation in this. It's surgical operation, right? So the man is born again. He has the spirit of God, but he has some threats in his conduct that makes us call him carnal. He has some threats in his conduct. He is not carnal in the sense of his nature and in the sense of his constituents, but his conduct gives him away from that description. He still has the Holy Spirit. But the man who is carnal does not have the Holy Spirit. But this guy has the Holy Spirit. The only thing is that we see something in him that doesn't look like the Holy Spirit. But he has the Holy Spirit. Am I teaching here? Yeah, he has the Holy Spirit. Now, what Paul does here is to use what we call an oxymoron to communicate to these people. So, oxymoron is where you use opposites. Are you not carnal? He just told them that they have the Holy Spirit. He calls them brethren. Then he says, are you not carnal? That is, he uses opposites to explain a conduct. In other words, a believer can function like he doesn't have the Holy Spirit. And when he functions like that, you wonder. Watch this. Paul now said, I could... I could therefore not feed you with meat. I couldn't give you meat. I couldn't use superior mode of communication to talk to you. I had to downstep my communication and ask you why are you behaving like a dog? You're not a dog. But that's the only way you could understand what I'm implying. Good teaching. Now, there are so many things the man that is carnal will not hear. When I'm teaching a carnal man, we say, are you now saying uh -huh. those are carnal people? 
When we say you are eternally saved, a cannibal will say, how can you say you are eternally saved? When Judas lost his salvation, we lose salvation many times a day. That's carnality. That's carnality. Look, when Paul called the church at Corinth Canal, he didn't look at their faces. How can you call an entire congregation of thousands canal? When it comes to doctrinal issue, we don't look at people's faces. We stay with the text. We stay with the text. Hmm. There are many things a canal man will not hear. Though he has the Holy Spirit. But he will hear them. And there are many things he will not receive. He cannot receive that a believer is eternally saved. He's cannot. He cannot receive that a believer has the Holy Spirit forever. He can't receive it. So that's why he keeps saying, Take not away your spirit from me. Breathe upon me, breath of God. Breathe upon me, Holy Spirit. He can't receive the fact that the, whole, the entire Holy Spirit came on your insider salvation. That right now you're possessed of God. A, a carnal man can't receive that. There are many things that will be passed across to him, but he will not bear them. Did you get that? He will not what? He will not bear them. Though he has the Holy Spirit, he has the capacity to receive them, but because of the position that he has taken in his lifestyle, did you get that? Because of the position that he has taken in his lifestyle, it makes it difficult for information to get across to him. He has taken a position where spiritual information cannot get across to him. Stay with me. So when it comes to leading of the spirit, there is a position you can take that you can act as though you don't have the Holy Spirit and you will live confused all the days of your life. There's a position you can take where the spirit can get information to you and then you live confused all the days of his life. He says, why? He says, for you are yet carnal. You know, are you not yet carnal? Those are rhetorical questions. Your work, your conduct, like natural men. If someone has the Holy Spirit and his conduct is like every other man on the street, you understand? He has the Holy Spirit, but his conduct is like every other person on the street. He is like an area boy. He has the Holy Spirit too. But when you see him among unbelievers, there's no difference. They talk bullshit together. They talk bullcrap together. They, they, they have street language. They just, they are nasty. He is also nasty. All of them are the same. But he has the Holy Spirit. They don't have the Holy Spirit. But they are functioning together. Their work, their conduct is the same. Okay? Now, stay with me. There are people like that. There are people like that. Have you come across people like that? See, and they say he's a Christian. The problem is he is being influenced from outside. He is being influenced from outside. He is not getting influenced from inside. 
He is an outside in person, not an inside out person. So his conduct shows as though he is from the outside. That shows something there. Now, if you are writing, this is the one to write in capital letters. That your influence is your lifestyle. Your influence is your lifestyle. That is where you are influenced is your lifestyle. Or your lifestyle is where you are influenced. I have told you man is a product of influence. Everything you are doing today, even the way you are writing right now, the way you are holding that your pen, and the way you are keeping it on that paper, if somebody influenced you to write like that, Somebody. Whether you knew when or not. You must have seen somebody. Did, did they burn you with a biro? How many of you were born with a pen? Some of you, when you came out, your hands were like this. Is it not true? Your hands were like this. They had to open it for you. And they had to teach you how to hold a pen. And how to write. Somebody influenced you. Say, no, me, I'm writing my own. is a lie. Somebody. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> somebody influenced you to write the way you write it. Even the way you eat, somebody influenced it. Somebody influenced you. If you sat around somebody who eats carelessly, you too eat carelessly. And you're talking, you know, as I was coming, I met somebody on the right. Somebody influenced you to eat like that. Somebody you value, somebody you respect. Because it's, it's when you respect and value people that they're able to influence you. You admire them. So what they do naturally, you want to do like that. You want to talk the way they talk. You want to walk the way they walk. Even if you are not designed to walk like that, you force yourself to walk like that because you want to behave like them. I remember somebody I used to admire some years back and then I saw one photograph he did. I called photographer and said, I want to look exactly like that photo. We sat that the and said, okay, there's a way you have to keep your eye and there's a way you have to... We were there for hours. I must get that picture. <laughs> By the end of the day, it, did, it never came like that because first of all, our face designs are different. Our texture of skin is different. Everything is different. Even the shape of his eyes are different. But I wanted to look exactly like that. I told the photographer, if you don't get this picture today, if you don't get it, the man says, sir, we have to walk on you. I say, walk, walk. If he's makeup, make me up. I must look exactly like that picture. After hours of trial, I got tired. I told him, okay, let's leave it for you. Let me agree that <laughs> we can't look exactly like that. When, when you admire people, when you value people, you want, to, you want to copy what they do. So every human being is a product of influence. Are we teaching here? You're either influenced negatively or positively. So your spiritual capacity, therefore, can be different from the empowerment God gave you. God has given you the Holy Spirit, but you can, you can live your life without the Holy Spirit. God has given you the Holy Spirit, but you can live your life without the Holy Spirit. That's what Paul is saying there. You can live your life as though you don't have the Holy Spirit. Now look at Romans chapter 8 verse 14, 15 and 16. Romans chapter 8 verse 14, 15 and 16. <clears throat> 
For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Next verse. Oh, glory to God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Next verse. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So we are the children of God where? In our spirits. We are the children of God in our spirits. Now look at Romans chapter 12 verse 1. Please stay with me. Romans. I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God. Your reasonable service. Your reasonable service. That's not burdensome until you get to verse 2. <laughs> the, what does he call you in Romans chapter 8 verse 14? As many as are led. So you are led. Once you are born again, you are a led man. You are a led man. That's your status. You are a led man. You are led by the spirit of God. You are a son of God. Therefore, sons of God are those that are led. So every child of God inherent within you is leading. No child of God is without direction. No child of God. You are, it's in your DNA. You are led by the spirit. The spirit bears witness with your spirit. You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba Father. There's evidence to say you're a child of God. And that evidence is the Holy Spirit in you. The Holy Spirit in you is the evidence that you're a child of God. So now, Romans 12, 2 now says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The word proof there is the word acknowledge. That you may acknowledge the word proof. Now, what is the will of God? The will of God is Romans 8, 14. As many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. That's the will of God. The will of God is that you are led because you are a son of God. That's the will of God. The will of God is that you have received the spirit of adoption. The will of God is that the Spirit of God bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. That's the will of God. That is, within your spirit, you are a child of God. But Romans 12 2 says, if your mind is not renewed, he says you will act like you are from this world. If your mind is not renewed, you will act like you are from this world. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Transformed by the renewing of your mind. He uses two words there. The word somopho, somopho. And the word metamorpho, somopho and metamorpho, somopho conform, transform, metamorpho, where you have metamorphosis, metamorpho, somopho means to adapt to another environment, 
Do not allow the world adapt you into their environment because you don't belong to their environment. To adapt into another environment. You are in this world, but you are not of this world. Don't let them squeeze you into their mold. Don't. Don't let them squeeze you into their mold. Why? Because you are not of this world. In other words, he's saying, do not be adapted to another environment. It means it's an abuse of original purpose. It's an abuse. If you allow them squeeze you into their lifestyle, you have allowed them to abuse your original purpose. It's like my cell phone. And I love Samsung. I'm not advertising. But I love Samsung. Samsung is holy. Samsung is of God. Samsung is anointed. It's righteous, eh? I know there's a lot of Samsung family here. Okay. Now my Samsung phone, I'm not advertising for Samsung. But I like Samsung. <laughs> they have to pay me for this advert. Now, my Samsung phone was not designed for eating yam. But if I take this phone now and I, 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 I push it into yam and I scoop yam to eat, I have abused the purpose for this phone. There's something that was designed for eating yam. It's called fork. I need to take a fork, fork the yam, eat. But now, you take Samsung phone. And you scoop yam to eat. You've abused the phone. Because the phone was not designed for eating yam. You are not of this world, but you are in this world. So when you allow this world squeeze you into their pattern, you have allowed them to abuse the purpose of God for your creation. I'm teaching good here. You've allowed them to abuse God's purpose for your creation. Your original intent is abused. You are not designed to be squeezed into the way this, this world operates. He's saying, do not conform yourself to this world. If Paul says, do not be conformed to this world, it means you can be conformed. It means you can be conformed. That means you cannot be conformed because when you are conformed, you will act as though you don't have the Holy Spirit. So brother Paul lets us know that there's a lot of work. That's why the Pauline prayer. I cease not to give thanks for you. Making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. The father of glory. May give unto you the spirit of wisdom. That is revelation where? In the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding. Be flooded with light. That you may know. That you are in this world. But you are not of this world. You may know the hope of your calling. You may know your intent, your purpose, your plan, your design. The will of God for you. That you may know. And that will only come when your mind receives information from your spirit called revelation. I'm teaching good. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. It is called the renewing of the mind. When your eyes are enlightened, it is the renewing of the mind. Now, so we have always thought that the renewing of the mind is by the word of God. No. 
The renewing of the mind is not by the word of God. The renewing of the mind is by the spirit. The renewing of the mind is by the spirit. It's by revelation. Your mind is only renewed by revelation from your spirit. Your spirit illuminates your mind. That is where renewal takes place. The spirit renews the mind. Remember that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So it's the spirit that renews the mind in the world. And we will see that later. It's the spirit that renews the mind in the world. In the next service, I'm going to identify some conflict situations. In the next service, you don't want to miss it. I'm going to identify some conflict situations. I'm born again, but my life is not different from an unbeliever's life. Even in natural circumstances, what is the problem? Conflict situations. I have the Holy Spirit. I have the Spirit of God. But my life is full of trial and error. And every time I do trial and error, I miss it. What is the problem? I have Holy Spirit. I'm born of God. I speak in tongues. I'm regenerated. But everything in my life is exactly the opposite. What is the problem? We'll deal with conflict situations in the next hour. We deal with conflict situations. I'm a child of God, born of God, but I still struggle with this, that, that. What's the problem? Conflict situations. I'm, 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 I have the Holy Spirit. I'm born of the Spirit. I'm acting carnal. Why? Why am I acting carnal? Because the natural man was trained in the senses. See that? And we're going to look at all of that in details in the next service. Remember, the natural man cannot. And a man born of the spirit can act like a natural man. I have fed you with milk, not with meat. I tried to bring revelation, but you couldn't bear it. Even though you are brethren. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you. That is why the book of Corinthians is written the way it is written. And a lot of nepiosis, you know nepiosis? A lot of nepiosis and idiotis will now say, how can you condemn communion? How can you condemn communion? Even brother Paul in 1 Corinthians, they do not remember that Corinthian is a church where I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. It's a church where carnal men are being taught. So everything taught in Corinthians is natural elements used to teach spiritual things because of their state. It's not a practice for the church. Stand up, let's close. I don't know if you got what I just said. Of all places, you want to use communion to argue with me and you go to Corinthians. You have finished yourself now. You have told me you are in the peers. You have told me you are an idiotist. <laughs> Why are you quoting Corinthians for me? There are other books you should be quoting. You carry me to Corinth. We start from chapter 3 now. Before we get to chapter 11, we start from chapter 3. So we can say on the way to 11. On the way to where? To 11. What will you meet on the way to 11? 3. I couldn't speak to you as unto spiritual. That informs why I spoke the way I spoke in 11. 
You're not catching this. I couldn't speak to you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. So because of that, my mode of speaking will be determined by your state. So when I'm talking about bread and wine in chapter 11, it is still part of the milk in communication. Because what I'm talking about is not bread and wine. What I'm talking about is the unity of the church. How brethren ought to take care of one another. Because we are one bread and one wine. But because we are not doing that, people are dying. People are weak. People are sick. So in order for me to communicate those realities, I have to use bread and wine as an analogy to feed those that are babes. I don't know if I'm communicating at all. So on the way to 11, where do you arrive at? You arrive at 3. Teaching good this morning. Grab somebody. Let's pray for 2-3 for, for minutes. Grab somebody. Grab your neighbor. Lego shaka mena. Menda ledebo zaka yanamaha. Engelerebo zaka. Lebro da saka yatatatalada. Pray for your neighbor. That the eyes of his understanding. The eyes of our understanding. Be flooded with light. Revelation knowledge. Let the spirit bring information to the mind. And cause the mind to live superior. Lago sheke bato. Lengra gado zeke. Agalato bea. Lebra gado seke. Mambra gadamele, angele rebosha, angale tore, angale tore, angale tore, angale tore, angale tore, angale tore, agayanege, ayagananga, ayaganege, ayangananga, agaladaba, agaretesa, agaretesa, agalenema, agalenema, agaratose, alalodeba, alaboreka, agaranenga, 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 agaranenga. Agaranenga, Jigo Zaka, Jigo Zaka. Place your two hands on your head and pray for your own self right now. That the eyes of my understanding be enlightened. Revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge. That the spirit of God illuminates my mind. Illuminates my mind. My mind is illuminated by the word of God. By the spirit of God. The eyes of my understanding flooded with light. That I may know. That I may know the hope of my calling. That I may know the riches of my inheritance, that I may know the exceeding greatness of his power to us who do believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his right hand. Lego Shayana, 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 Yata roga sobea rega sobea roga sobea roga sobea roga sobea ange Thank you Father Praise you Father Ora katonia 
in the name of Jesus. And I decree and declare this morning, wherever you're hearing the sound of my voice, revelation knowledge like never before. The eyes of your understanding being flooded with light. You walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. You're fruitful unto every good walk in the name of Jesus. You will not walk in the mundane. You will not be led by the senses. We walk by faith, not by sight. Not by the sensory perception. We walk by the spirit. We are led by the spirit. We live in the spirit. We function in the spirit. And the spirit is superior to the natural. I decree that circumstances bow before you. Situations bow before you. You know what to do to deal with the situations of life. You have solution. You have direction. You have clarity by the spirit of God. You know what to do in the name of Jesus. You have answers to questions. You have solution to complications. You have solution to complications. You know what to do with the issues of life. You guide your affairs wisely in this life. You make your way prosperous. You have good success. Hey, you have good success. Hey, you have good success. Hey, you have good success. Your steps are ordered by the Lord. You excel in life. You live a victorious life. You live a life of victory. You live a life of triumph. In this world, you live a life that is above. Above elements, above circumstances, above situations, above feelings. In the name of Jesus, you live the higher life. Great grace is upon you. Great grace is upon you. In Jesus' precious name. Can I hear that amen on a note of finality? Somebody shouted three times, I live the higher life. Two more times. One more time. Tell me, I live a victorious life. Over circumstances, over situations, over my feelings. I'm not moved by my feelings. I'm only moved by the word of God. I'm not moved by what I feel. Okay, wait, wait. We will sing it, but wait. You become a man that is led by the spirit. You live an intentional life. Not an accidental life. No, no, no. Say with me, my life is not an accident. I'm living intentionally, designed, pre-planned by God. Therefore, joy is not an option. Peace is not an option. Worry does not exist in the design. Fear does not exist in the plan. Pressure does not exist in the plan. Peace, pleasantness, joy. In the Holy Ghost is what exists in the plan. I live an intentional life, not an accidental life. Now, if you believe it, go ahead and celebrate it. Is that how you celebrate the good life? Celebrate the good life. Celebrate the good life. Celebrate the better life. Celebrate the best life. Glory! Glory! my life is not accidental my life is intentional I live a deliberate life I wake up deliberately I sleep deliberately I go out of my house intentionally I engage in business deliberately and I have solutions 
I have answers. I know what to do. Therefore, victory for me is not an option. No, it's not an option. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody bless this morning. Who I tell you, man. I want to take up your honor offering, but I want to begin by thanking all of you all over the world, online, television, radio, power citizens here, campuses, who reached out to me within the week and sent me an honor offering. I want to thank you and I want you to know that Jesus will honor you back. Amen. When you honor the labor of God's word, and not just once in a while, but you make it a lifestyle. Not just once in a while. Because I'm not laboring over you once in a while. I'm laboring over you continually. So you honor me continually. Not once in a while. That's how it ought to be. The woman in the book of Kings said, I perceive. We'll talk about perception. I perceive my husband. That this man that passed by us continually. This man that teaches us every Sunday, every Wednesday, and every day, continually, is a holy man of God. I perceive it. Therefore, husband, listen. Let's build him a house. Let's furnish it. Let's put table, chair, bed. Let's make it comfortable. So that whenever he comes to our city, he doesn't have to stay in a hotel. He has his own home. And the husband didn't argue. They took money and built a house furnished it and handed over to the prophet and the bible says he came to pass on one of those days as the prophet arrived at house he called his servant and he said young man come 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 we've been sleeping in this house we've never had the cry of a baby call the shunammite woman they called her when you honor an anointing that anointing gravitates towards your needs i'm teaching you sound bible here the woman didn't ask. There are things you don't ask when you are in honor. Mm -mm. No, you don't. The woman was not the one that was asking, man of God, pray for me. Can't you see I'm barren? I'm barren. No, no. She just sat. When Elijah, to show you how this thing works, when the prophet called her and he said, Shunammite, I observe there's no child in your, in your house. By this time next day, he didn't ask her consent. It is forced on you. When you stay in honor, the blessing comes naturally. He said, by this time next year, according to the time of life, you carry a baby. She said, don't lie to me, man of God. What he's saying is that, look, that area has been closed. Don't, don't wake up. What is asleep? I've given up. Where child is concerned, I'm no more expecting. I've made up my mind to live like this. Please don't raise my hopes. The prophet didn't answer her. He has spoken. When words are spoken to you in honor, nothing can stop them. According to the time of life, boom, that woman brought, brought forth. The baby was born. What was the next thing? The baby died after a while. The prophet came and the woman, the woman went to the prophet, man of God. And when he saw her, he said, is it well with you? She said, it is well. To show that she was still in faith, in honor. It is well with your son. It is well. Then when she got close, she said, man of God, I told you. I told you to leave that area, but you wouldn't listen. The baby 
is dead. The prophet called his servant who is in dishonor. The servant of the prophet is in dishonor. He gave him his mantle to go and wake the child. The child didn't wake up because in dishonor, the anointing never works. So the prophet had to come himself. The same bed that they gave to the man of God is the bed where they laid a child. And the man of God came on that bed, slept on the child and breathed into him. The child came back to life. When you honor me, the honor you give to me becomes a bed for your day of need. Same bed. They thought they were given to the prophet, but at the end of the day, they were the beneficiaries of their giving. Whenever you honor me with your givings and your gifts and your sacrifices, you are laying a bed for yourself for the day when you are in need. Not because I desire a gift, but fruit that will abound to your account. Teaching good? It's called honor. It's called honor. And I want to thank all of you. And I want you to know I appreciate it. And those of you that are still planning to do yours, I thank you. Those that are planning to do theirs by the end of the month, I thank you. And those that are planning to do today, I thank you. And those that we are not planning to do at all, I thank you. And those who did their own casually, even though you are not serious, I thank you. Not because I desire a gift. But it is your fruits. So thank you. I honor you. And I pray that my God supplies all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You will do much better. You will do much more. As the days go by, you will make more money. And you will give me much more money so we can get this gospel to the ends of the earth. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. All right, bring out your honor offering. Let's give so I can join Mr. Michael Bush for Ask the Counselor. Glory to God. Honor offerings, those of you online, the banking leaders are scrolling. Those of you on television, the banking leaders are scrolling. And radio audience, Mr. Michael Bush will read the bank accounts for you. Lift up your offerings this morning. Father, we rejoice. We honor Jesus. And we thank you for the privilege of honoring the teaching of your word. Our offerings are a sweet smell before you today. And we give you praise and glory and honor for the blessing in Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen on a note of finality. Listen, we are not signing you off because we are joining Ask the Counselor in a few minutes. So we want you to give and just stay with us. It's going to be exciting in Ask the Counselor this morning. Amen. All right. Hit the thing. Let's do it as we honor and worship Jesus. Glory to God. Come on. Come on. Give the Lord a praise. Intentional, intentional God Everything is working up for my good Can I get a witness this morning? Intentional, reliable God Everything is working up for my good Everybody, intentional God Intentional, intentional God Everything, everything is working up
keep your kingdom investments and the worship offering for this service. I'd like you to please bring those offerings out quickly and let us do it joyfully and give intentionally. God is an intentional God and we give him intentionally. Hallelujah. Take a good offering. Take your kingdom investments as you come forward. Kingdom investments in the baskets and the offerings anywhere here on the doors. Lift it up, Father. We thank you for the privilege we have every time to give because you always give. Giving began from you. And we are in you and you in us. We reflect who you are. And we thank you, Father, as we give this morning. We give you confidence knowing that you accept our offerings. And we thank you for the blessings in Jesus' precious name. Let the believers say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Please, you just you know, walk forward and bring the offerings. Hallelujah. coming to service today. Okay, about time. We kicked off with Ask the Counselor, and as is traditional, as is my wound at this point of the program, I'd love to just give you some opening announcements. Number one, account details, especially for our radio audience. 
who want to support what we do here, who want to partake of what we do here. FCMB is account number one. The account name, remember, is Power City International, FCMB 2982-68-2028. FCMB 2982-68-2028, account name remains Power City International. Account uh, name number two is still Power City International. The bank number two is UBA this time round, 139-26465, 139-26465. And then that is the end of announcement number one. Quickly, quickly, announcement number two. For calls, I'm just looking at the studio clock. Um, I'm waiting for my producer to make that possible. But I'm hoping that we will we, we have a little time on our hands to make sure we can give about 10 minutes to phone calls today. So just prepare to call. And you can call from the first whistle as soon as we set cell. So plus 234, if you're calling from outside Nigeria, otherwise it's simply 0806 800 9939. Or you want to send an SMS or two, the number is plus 234. Again, if you're doing from outside Nigeria, otherwise it's simply 0703 that is the size of announcement number two, Bet Just. You want to also send an email? Ask the counselor now at gmail.com. That's the address. Okay, final announcement for sponsorship, for partnership, and for support. All you just need to do is call the program hotline, plus 234 if you're doing from outside Nigeria. Otherwise, simply 0803 or you email Dr. Ebeldamina at yahoo.com. Dr. There, of course, is. Uh, Okay, so my name is Michael Bush. I'm the anchor of the program. My producer is Pastor I.J. Quere. He comes with a fantastic set of young people. Global Mama is also in the building. I know that even if you didn't give all of us a round of applause, you must give this one. Dr. Rachel Damina. Okay, and uh, the resident pastor is also complete this morning. I'm super excited to see both of them. Pastor Prezo Kohn, along with Elder Uyime. And now, the man of the moment, asset man, Global Baba, Dr. Abel, Davina! Thank you, Continental, Mr. Boo. Global Baba. I've not seen you for a few days, man. Global Baba. How have you been? You know, this is always the best um, part of my life, to be on set with yeah, it's you. it's always nice. I, I draw tremendous inspiration from you. I don't know how you mix it. I don't know how you fashion your life the way you do. You are able to, 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 to go down. I was looking for that Bible word. Not a, is it abound? Yes, and to also to abide. You know, so I don't know. I don't know how you do it, but um, you are both a spiritual man and a physical man. To abound and abound. Yeah, sure. Yes, uh, to abound and abound. And that's what yes. makes us complete human. Oh, sure. <laughs> Global. Baba. But so good to see you, man. Global. Baba. It's better for me. Global. Baba. So we 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 let um, go with uh, ask the counselor now with a short prayer. Let's pray together. Father, we rejoice that we have this opportunity to come before your precious holy word this morning. And we thank you that we have guaranteed answers. So we rejoice that the gospel is thriving in Aquaibom. Men are coming to the knowledge of the truth. We rejoice that the gospel is prospering in the hearts of men. Revelation knowledge is growing all over the world. In Nigeria and all of Africa and the rest of the world. Amen. Thank you for Aquaibom State. Thank you for our governor. Thank you for his cabinet. We decree that this society continues to enjoy peace and continues to enjoy progress and prosperity. And we thank you that, Lord, your blessing is upon this land. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Producer, um, it's either you make it possible for me to see the studio clock or you just stand there and tell me 
the time as we progress. Okay, so global by the last time we were here live, we spent the night in Madagascar, that is somewhere in the east, um, the east of Africa. So we start there from today. Sir, I have suffered very unusual sickness, which affects most men, although in a limited number. But as for me, um, although in a limited manner, that's what he writes, but as for me, it is very severe and worse than anyone can imagine. When I was a child, as young as 19 years, I suffered a disease called erectile dysfunction. It has caused me serious pain and anxiety in my soul. I'm now 28 years, and it has really taken a toll on me. Because of that, I've lost many women. Because of fear of embarrassment, dating has now become my worst endeavor. Whenever I think of it, I become afraid of disappointment. I'm born again, Lubobaba. I got born again in 2015. But I have so much anxiety about this disease. I am even afraid of marrying because of this. Please, how can you help me, sir? I've prayed and listened to your sermons, but it's not helping. Fear is still tormenting my thoughts. Looking forward to your reply, sir. Well, I, uh, first of all, you know, um, it's, it's a psychological problem, it's an emotional problem, and it could also be a health situation. So you may need to look for experts, medical experts. There are medical experts that are specialists in that field, you know, where it has to do with men's sexuality. Go talk to them. They will look at your case and see whether it's psychological or physical or health, what, whichever, and they will know what to help you with. And I know that there are medications and stuff that medical science can help you with. And also, you've got to walk by faith. Believe the word of God. Release your mind from that fear because even the fear alone can cause the, the situation to abound. So, Get out of fear. Stay in faith. God has not given the spirit of fear. And you must also make sure that medical science confirms whether you are impotent or is just erectile. You have to confirm that. If you're impotent, then don't get married until you get cured from impotency. You need to make sure you understand that. So talk to the doctors. They will help you with analysis. They will help you fix the situation. And uh, if they say it cannot be fixed, then you can believe God for a miracle. But first of all, do the known. We go from the known to the unknown. When you are finished doing all the known and it's still there, yeah, we can believe God for a miracle with you. We'll still pray for him. Yeah, we'll still pray program. for you. We'll still pray for you. Okay, Global Bar, in, in the lighter mood, um, you're talking seriously. I see that you, you talk from gear one, then you engage gear two, then to three, then to four, and you keep going like that. And you're looking at one direction. It seems to me, Global Bar, and, and I don't know whether you are able going to, my spiritual father, yes, but whether you are ever going to convince me physically that you don't see screen when you are talking because we're looking at one direction <laughs> i'm looking at the camera <laughs> and the guy on the camera is doing my head like this as you make my head like this. So i'm following the instructions of the guy. <laughs> okay so that's all that's the only screen i'm looking at yes okay yes okay so global but still from madagascar i guess because this is anonymous and leaves no address plus global but kindly help me understand what's the sole purpose of prayer why do we need to pray thank you we pray to fellowship with God. We pray to you know, communicate with our Father. Prayer is a medium of communication with God. You do not pray to inform God about anything. You do not pray to convince God about anything. You do not even pray to get God to do anything. God has already done everything for you. So why do we pray? We pray to stay in fellowship with our Father. Remember, when Jesus was on earth, he was God who became man. He also prayed, not because he was looking for anything, not because he needed anything. He only prayed so he can stay in fellowship with the Father. So primarily, prayer is the medium of staying in fellowship with God, you know, fellowship with God in the answers that he has already provided for us in his world. 
Producer, let's do calls now if um, they are available as I make my way out of Madagascar with this one. Hello, Global Baba. My name is Precious. I follow your teachings. Sir, I've got a question that has been bothering me, and this is it. Can or will God forgive someone who already knew the will of God concerning a matter? As a matter of fact, the person has had several warnings directly from God and through people not to do a particular thing, but due to certain circumstances such as financial constraints, the person chose to do his own thing, stating that he will afterwards ask for mercy of God. He's a merciful God, right? And so, can or will God forgive such situations? Well, God has forgiven every situation, but you know, when you get involved in things deliberately, remember there are consequences. And those consequences are the reason why you've got to make sure you live your life according to God's prescription, because God is the all-wise God. When you get out of God's plan, when you get out of God's will, when you get out of living the right way, you attract yourself all kinds of stuff. That is why you've got to live right. So you can enjoy your life on earth and enjoy the victory that Christ has provided for you and also be a blessing to other people. Okay, Global Baba, we make our way out of Botswana now, but still from the eastern coast of Africa, Kenya. Hello, Global Baba. Would you please pray with me to receive a revelation of what I know is true? I know God has blessed prospered and loves me but i don't have a revelation of it Lobo Baba. i don't understand it i'm not walking in it please help best regards david from kenya well, east david, africa david you know we're coming to nairobi this week so look out for it and make sure also that you follow the teachings follow the teachings revelation knowledge apart from prayer you've got to give yourself to teaching you've got to give yourself to studying so you can grow and you know abound in the knowledge of christ so we'll pray for you at the end of the broadcast from the east to the southern coast of africa botswana here we come this one is a bit longish but we'll try application for assistance in ministry global baba i'm truly humbled to send this email to you my name is sonalena Tipe. I'm 30 years old. I'm from Botswana, from a village called Ramotswa. I've been going to deliverance ministry for the past seven years. That is since 2013. I was chosen as a wise man to help a man of God and learn to be a pastor as well. Under this ministry, I taught diluted gospel, of which I thought was the right gospel. I was so strict that I even suspended an usher member when I heard that they were indulged in sexual activities. I acted out of anger at Global Baba, and I judged many of them. Up until 2016, I was a victim. I indulged in sexual activities myself. Because I realized I couldn't help myself from stopping that, I sent my pastor a text message. I was afraid he would be angry at me since I was a leader. One of the wise men went to my pastor afterwards to report my conduct. So my pastor was angry with me. He took me in front of the church during Sunday service. He delivered me there. I was aware of everything that was happening there. My trouser fell off and he asked the usher to leave me naked because I love to undress women. It was so painful, Global Baba, and so much shame that I hated him, his children, and even Sunday service. I realized it got worse when I thought if God allowed this, it means he is the one that told the pastor to do this to me. I began to develop hate for God, Global Baba, but I was also afraid he would send me to hell after death. So I stayed in church, even though I was not happy with God. All these years I was bitter. I knew God would never bless me because I knew he can never bless someone like me. After the years of bitterness, Global Baba, I finally wanted to leave church, but something happened. I had a question in my spirit. What is grace? I asked one brother in church. He said, it's unmerited, unlearned, unearned favor. I didn't understand him, so I asked him to show me in the Bible. From there, everything I ever read from the Bible began to make sense. I remembered everything uh, Global Baba in, I ever read in the Bible. I was able to forgive myself and see God's love. 
I cried so much that time because it was my first time to feel the love of God. I began to believe that my late cousin had entered heaven. I was so deep in the wrong doctrine that after all this, I was still not sure what I had heard is the truth. So the Spirit of God led me to the book of Romans. As I was reading it, I was asking questions. So I saw Apostle Paul standing before me, but was surprised. What surprised me was that when I asked him questions as I was reading, I heard the Lord Jesus answering. From there, I realized it's not just Paul who preached grace, but also Jesus. Since that time, I changed and began to look for preachers of grace until I met you um, through your videos on Facebook and YouTube. The teachings, uh, your teachings, Global Baba, have been a blessing to me. I feel loved by God now, and I know he's pleased with me. I'd like to thank God so much for you. Wow, what a testimony. What a testimony. What a blessing. Well, keep following, and uh, our office will get in touch with you and see how we can help you some more with materials that will help you to grow and fulfill the ministry that you have received of the Lord Jesus. Okay, Global Baba, still from Botswana, this last one, before we go outside the continent of Africa, I guess, uh, anonymous entry, hello, Global Baba, I want to ask a question about my relationship. I recently ended my relationship because my partner kept on bouncing the phone calls on me, even when I, have, I had begged her to stop doing that, when we had a misunderstanding. She gets angry at the slightest thing, and then would bounce the call without giving us the opportunity to talk about it. The last time she got pissed and bounced the call, global barber, because I had called her sister to check up on her. Till now, she doesn't see anything wrong with it. I don't know what to do. Please, I need counseling, global barber. You know what to do. You know what to do. God is showing you fire. You are still looking for how to enter. Okay, continue. <laughs> you know what to do. That's already an escape route for you, my brother. Take off for your life. Such a lady is not somebody to engage in relationship with. So anger is a no-no in relationship. And anger to that level is the kind of anger that can destroy. God is delivering you and deliverance has come. So continue. Just go. Let her go her way. And prayerfully look for somebody else to get married. Don't forget, anger is a no-no in relationships. Global. The intercontinental. That answer is savage, huh? Global. <laughs> Just scatter the matter like that. Okay, Global Baba, let's leave the continent of Africa and go to Europe next. And Germany, here we come. Hello, Global Baba and the intercontinental Mr. Bush. I really appreciate your teachings, Global Baba. I really know who I am in Christ Jesus now. I used to have a lot of fear. Like when I had a dream, uh, you know, had a bad dream, and the next day I'll be all over in the internet searching for the meaning. But now I really dream those dreams. And when I rebuke them and continue with life when they happen, for sure, the word of God is life. Thank you so much, Global Baba. The other thing is, usually, I give through PayPal, and once I heard you say that we have to make sure that we get confirmation from you, which I don't get. That's not the worry, but I wanted to make sure the money goes to where it's supposed to. So do you have a campus in Hamburg, Germany? Greetings. Hannah, in Germany. Hannah, will connect you to uh, our global coordinator. They'll reach out to you and help you with directions on our campus if there's one in hamburg i'm not sure but they'll reach out to you and uh, like I, like we always say when you send money to our ministry make sure it gets to us because there are a lot of people doing funny things all over the internet make sure it gets to us and the only way to be sure it gets to us is make sure you use the accounts we display on our screens the ones we display and make sure when you send the money you send us an email to say you have sent an offering so that we too can send you an email to say thank you for the offering. That's very important. Okay, late in the day, that I'm told our first caller is on the line. Better late than never. Hello. Hello, Mr. Bush. 
I'm fine. This sounds like a voice from Manchester. Good morning. Are you calling from Manchester? I'm calling from Manchester. And, okay. and your name, Pastor Ray. Okay, go ahead. Is that a yes, word sir. of knowledge? A word from knowledge. A word from knowledge. The plan for Baba 29 is by the corner. <laughs> you know, so the, the call comes in. It, the answer is not from the council. The call is a conspiracy. <laughs> There's no plan for 29. 29 will come to church and enjoy no, it. But, but yeah. this was not for you. It's for me to answer. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I thought you wanted me to help you because no, you no, were looking at me. No, Global Baba. I, I don't think I need help on this matter because just backstage now, while the uh, producer was prepping me to come on air, he mentioned to me that next Sunday is the mighty Sunday. That is Global Baba's birthday. Next Sunday. The intercontinental. And, and you know, and you know, you know, Global Baba did something to me last week that the I've been looking for the opportunity to retaliate. <laughs> so this is the time. It was not for okay. retaliation. <laughs> what I did was not for retaliation. Global Baba, eh? I am asking the question. You know, I'm in charge here. <laughs> so, 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 so I told the producer, you know, I have a ticket to be in Abuja on Friday. The producer told me, Intercontinental, cancel that ticket now. And you know what? I brought out my phone and did that on the spot. So that is to prepare you for Sunday. And Pastor Ray, I'm not spoken with you quite a while. I am super excited you've called in. Sunday, there will be no Sunday like it. No, Baba. No, Baba. No, Baba. I heard you say that you'll be... Revelation knowledge like never before. No, Baba, you said that you'll be in East Africa or something. Wherever. Sunday, we are here, Global Baba. I should find my way back. <laughs> Sunday, we die here. <laughs> okay, Pastor Ray, thank you. Global uh, Baba. That's a setup. That's, yes, and that's the only call. Wait, it's not going to be the only. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so Global Baba still from that part of the world, still from Europe. doesn't say where it's, um, the country is writing from, really. It says, hello, Dr. Damina and Intercontinental Mr. Bush. Dear Global Baba, thank you so much for your teachings. They have been such a blessing. My name is Daniel. I would like to provide clarity. I would like you to provide clarity on First Corinthians 39, which says, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. I know from scriptures that the believer knows all things because he has the Spirit of God. Kindly shed more insight on that verse of scriptures. Pre-text context will explain that Brother Paul was talking about the gifts of the Spirit, the operation of the gifts of the Spirit. That whenever the Spirit of God gives you a gifting, and by the Spirit, by the gift of the Spirit, you pick an information, you don't pick all the information. You only have part. That's why it's called a word of knowledge. A word of wisdom. That's what he's talking about. He's not talking about the knowledge of Christ. He's talking about the operation of the gifts of the Spirit. Okay, Global Baba, quickly, quickly, let's dash to the Americas. Probably that's where we spend the time before we come back for second service. I need your advice as I believe I have a calling to the young people. Kingdom greetings to you, Global Baba, and the Intercontinental Mr. Michael Bush. My name is Collins. I write from Kentucky, United States of America. It's a pleasure to write this email. I have a question, sir, from Philippines. 1, 15 to 18, where Paul said others are preaching Christ with pure motives and others are also preaching Christ without a pure motive. No, but my question is, what is the way of preaching Christ with a pure motive and the way of not preaching Christ with pure motive? And why will Paul say whether their motives are false or genuine, it doesn't matter to him. Thank you. Well, again, motive has to do with the reward. If your motive is impure, you will not be rewarded. Even though you preach Christ, people had Christ, people came to Christ, but you have no reward because your motive is impure. What makes the motive impure? When you are preaching for material gain, when you are preaching to manipulate, when you are preaching to promote your own personal ambition, 
when you're using the gospel as a medium of promoting your own personal agenda. Those are all impure motives. Brother Paul says some people, their God is their stomach. That's what it means by impure motives. And he said, well, what matters is that Christ is preached, meaning that the preacher will not be rewarded. But when your motive is pure, what it means is that all you want to do is for people to know Christ. You have no personal agenda. You have no personal ambition. All you want is Christ and Christ alone to be known. That's the purity with which a preacher of the gospel must present the word of God without any personal coloration of his agenda within, in the message to corrupt it and to you know, mutilate the message. As usual, we round off uh, ask the counselor always on a high, like now. Our last caller. Hello. Are you there? Yeah, hello. Your name, where are you calling from? Yes, go ahead. Yes. 30 seconds. Yeah, it's me, Pastor Ernest, calling from Spain. Good morning, Global Papa, and good morning, International. It's a continental beef. How is everything? Bless, Pastor Ernest. So good to hear from you. How is Spain? Bless you. I just want to say good morning to the Father. Bless you, Papa. Good morning, Pastor Ernest. Blow the message today as you preach in church and be blessed. Okay, so, Blow Papa, we need to go. We're um, spending the night in, uh, spending the night in, not, not Spain, we're spending the night somewhere in Europe, but okay, still that, that is, oh, in the USA, that's where we're spending the Kentucky. night. Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky, USA. When we come back um, in a moment, we round off there in Star. My name is Michael Bush, Global Baba, Dr. Abel Damina is here, and my producer and the production team joined me to bring him on. First, for closing prayers, so prayers for those people that requested, and then, of course, uh, closing announcements. Father, we pray for people who are going through challenges, people that are going through rough times. Amen. We ask that supernaturally they receive divine intervention. Amen. Bodies are destroyed. Yokes Amen. are destroyed. Amen. We pray for those that are sick, receive healing. Amen. We pray for those in need of direction, receive direction. Amen. And we thank you for answered prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. The Intercontinental, Mr. Bush. No thank Baba. you again. Let's celebrate Mr. Bush. You, what a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. Praise God. Remember, we'll be back at 11 a.m. GMT plus one as I continue teaching on leadings and perception and we're going to have a, an exciting time of, you know, studying the word. And ask the counselor will be back again. Tell more people about it. We look forward to having all of you at 11 a.m. service. And until then, enjoy the grace of Christ and be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. Goodbye from Uyo, Nigeria. Amen. Praise God.